All right, welcome in to week six, the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. He is TJ Hushmanzada. I'm Rob Parker. And yes, you want to make some money? You want to bet on some NFL games? This is the place to be. What up, TJ? How you doing? Rob, what's going on, man? How you doing? Man, doing good. I tried to help you out on a pick, didn't I give you, I tried to tell you about the Bears, didn't I? I tried to tell you about the Bears. Wait till we bring hey, in our producer, Martin Weiss. I can't wait to get to that game, how the referees gave the game to him. Oh, here you go. Off of one, off of one call that was the easiest call not to miss. All one right. play well, determined that entire game. One missed call, that's one, a guy with one eye can see that. But you also got to admit that the Bucs got to score more after scoring. They, they didn't score another touchdown after the first quarter. Come on. Yeah, they they are fighting uphill. It, it looked it was it was tough for them all game, but they they committed a ton of penalties that one drive. It was like five, six penalties in a row. Um, but but it looks like once they get back to full strength, if it's this week, it would we got a great game on our hands. All right, we'll get into that. Uh, we'll talk. All right, let's talk about some NFL uh, hot topics real quick before we get into our picks. Uh, Justin Herbert is the starter for the Chargers now. And uh, he's played well since he's uh, jumped in there. And it looked like uh, they were going to win a game against the Saints. And they were up big, and they wind up choking it down, and they wind up losing. Give me your take on what you've seen so far from Herbert. Herbert has been fantastic, man. He he's played extremely well to be a rookie and get his first start against the Chiefs literally 15 minutes before kickoff, probably sooner than that. And each game he's look who he's played. He's gone against the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. He's gone against uh, the Bucks and Tom Brady. And then this past week, he goes against the Saints and Drew Brees, and he's played well, and you could make an argument, a play here or there, he could have won all those games, all three of them. And so I'm impressed, like very impressed the way Herbert has come out and played thus far because I don't think anybody would have expected uh, him to be this successful. He's limited the turnovers, and he's making plays outside of the pocket, which – I guess you would have expected that because he is a big dude with a big arm that can actually move pretty well. And he's made some throws where you go, wow, am I right? He's got the wow factor where you look at him and go. I, I knew that, though, because out here getting ready for the combine, I was able to see it firsthand in person. The arm is, if they had a throw off, I don't know anybody in the league that's throwing it further than him, Mahomes included. His arm is that strong. Like I, I was like, he was throwing balls on lines for 50 yards. It was unreal. So what? Uh, how can they win? I mean, uh, Anthony Lynn, that team has blown so many games this year. They, they could easily have won like three games more than they've won, right? I mean, they, they could easily have three more wins. Is that an indictment? Obviously, that they set it up had a chance to win the game with a field goal, right? Or no, tie the game, and he actually missed it. So that's why they lost. He missed it. There, there's not too much Anthony Lynn can do. He, 
Anthony Lynn is the coach that lets his coordinators call plays. So Gus Bradley on the defense, and I believe it's Shane Steichen. I believe I'm pronouncing it correctly. I could be wrong on offense. And so he lets those guys coach. He lets those guys call their plays how they see fit. And he's been, I guess, bad luck. The, the Chargers and Anthony Lynn, he's had, he has more one-score losses, I believe, over the last couple of years than anybody in the league, any head coach, and the Chargers being that team. They just can't seem to get over the hump. They're moving the ball. They score points. They're very stout on defense. I believe not having Melvin Ingram, it hurts them right now because you rely pretty much just on Bosa to get pressure on a quarterback, which he does a hell of a job just by himself. But they need more explosiveness, I believe, out of, out of the running back position. Um, losing Melvin Gordon kind of hurts them now with Austin Eckler going down. It, they're just not getting a ton of big plays out the running back position. but one one score games they gotta they have to figure out a way how to get over that hump and win those type of games because if you look two years ago or was it last year they lost a ton of one score games last year and so that that to me i hate to say it it comes down to coaching when games are that close it's who's making the good calls here and there and anthony lynn lets his coordinators coach and so that, that that goes to that for me the, the one-score games, the problem with that is most NFL games are decided by six points or less. So you're usually in those. It might be at the end of the game, a pick six, or, you know, we get a late score, and then it looks like it's bigger. But most games are one score. They really are. And that's why you can gamble on them and the point spread is because a lot of them are really close until the end. But anyway, uh, at some point, they got to start winning those games. But I think they got their quarterback. If, if Herbert is that guy, if, if Herbert's that guy, um, I believe that trend will change. If your quarterback is that good, that trend still start to – the scale should start to go towards you if, if your quarterback is that type of dude. Speaking of quarterbacks, a huge uh, quarterback in the league and Dak Prescott with the Dallas Cowboys, horrific injury. It kind of reminded me – uh, uh, Joe Theismann. I was watching that in college, TJ. I know you're young, but in college, watching <laughs> Monday Night Football when his leg was snapped. You know what I mean? In a game. Yeah. And and Dak had of it. a bad ankle injury that didn't look good. His leg, his foot looked like it was going the other way. Uh, what was your first thought when you saw that? You know it. You played it. You've been out there. You could get hurt on every play, and you don't see that happen very often, but it did happen to Dak. What was your first thought? It sucks for him, man, because you 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 look at, and his contract has kind of been pretty much the topic of the offseason, especially with the quarantine and the pandemic, that you couldn't turn a channel and, and not get a Dak Prescott uh, topic during this pandemic. and. For, for this to happen in the like they weren't winning games but Dak Prescott was on pace to shatter every passing record the league has ever seen and so how would that bode if they're not winning games but Dak is over here breaking records and to see him break his leg is terrible 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 but the way medicine is if he does not get an infection similar to what happened with Alex Smith, he should be good to go. Um, I would guess 
March, April at the latest. He, they're he saying, be good they're to saying go. four to six months uh, for a full recovery. But here's my only thing. I think his agent, people who handle him or whatever, or maybe it's Dak, they, they did him a disservice putting him out there. When you're a quarterback of that stature, remember, you're a fourth-round pick who had not gotten paid yet, right? And I know he was betting on himself. I'll play on the franchise tag. But but something like this could, could derail you when you get an injury and you may never get paid. Now, all the, you know, all the talk is that he'll recover fully or whatever, but nobody really knows. You know that it's too early to really know where he's going to be. When you think about this now, TJ, it was, and people are like coming down on Jerry Jones. Oh, you know, you should take care of Dak. They offered him 175 million, a hundred million guaranteed, right? They offered him a five-year contract. He was holding out for a four-year contract. I don't know if I can blame the Cowboys. They did offer him a deal. It's not like they didn't offer him anything and said, stay on your rookie deal and you'll just take whatever we give you. Should a quarterback in his situation, a starting quarterback with his future ahead of him, should he play without having a multi-year contract instead of going out there with a franchise tag and having something like this? That, that. Yeah, yes, he should play. And, and the reason is this. You, you stated it. He was a fourth-round pick. You, you, you can't let $31 million, uh, you can't let that go. You, you, you just can't. You can't do it. Um, and the second thing is the rules, man, like you can't touch a quarterback. And so, yeah, but you can't when you're running and you're not a quarterback. And, and, and am and I that's right? Where, and that's where Dak should have been more aware of. Ah, but see, when you get into the battles, you kind of forget that, oh, I got to protect myself. Because he, he, he didn't slide either. You know what I mean? Like you're running, you're, you're, you're open game. You, you can't do that. That, that competitiveness kicks in. And, and so if, I'm Dak. Now, in the back of my mind, is do I have to play it smart moving forward? Whatever happens this offseason, this upcoming offseason, now, if they franchise me, how do I go about this? How do I navigate this and make sure that I'm making the right decision? Um, do I take a deal? Five years, 175 million, 100 guaranteed, even though I feel like I'm worth more just to get that security now. Because this injury now, there's going to be so many things that get into his mind that says, ah, do I take the bird in hand and be smart? Or do I stick to my guns and hold out until I get what I feel I'm worth and what I deserve? But I get people going at Jerry Jones, right? But ultimately, if those same people were Jerry Jones, it's a business. And he's going to operate it as such. And, and so. And he, TJ, you're right. It's a business. And not only that, they did make him an offer. They can't act like they didn't try to sign him. You know what I mean? I think that would be different if the Cowboys were playing hardball and they never. No, they were an playing hardball now. No, but they, but they did offer, make him an offer. A hundred million guaranteed. If he was offered a uh, hundred. And 75 million, 100 guaranteed. Uh, that's 35 million a year. <laughs> Rob, 
I'm I'm walking from California down the 10 freeway to Dallas, Texas. However long it takes me to get there, I'll, I'll make that walk and I'll sign it once I get there. However okay, that's what I'm saying, right? That's what and, I'm and, saying. And so I don't I don't know if that I don't know if that's true because I, I personally believe that 35 million a year for Dak Prescott is being paid appropriately. That's my opinion. But Dak and his representation, they don't feel that's the case. And so if he feels that, it's up to him. He has to live with what just happened um, and hope next year he can recoup some of that. And not even recoup it. Have no hiccups with no infection, no additional surgeries. He'll be fine because you hate for this to happen, but it's a broken leg. With technology and medicine, he should be fine. But well, here's the other part, TJ. One more thing, and then we're going to move on to the Jets, the mess they are. One more. But the scary part, if he comes back and does another year on a franchise tag, is that he could get hurt again. And if you get hurt again, do you know what <laughs> I mean? He might be in trouble. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? So you could come back and make 37 on a franchise tag for one more year. Then in game three or four, you get hurt, and now nobody will touch you. Uh... Do you know what I mean? Like that, that's that's the dilemma. Hey, but look at that on the bright side. If he's smart, if he's smart, that would be close to 70 million. We all should be okay. If he, if he, if he, and we're not now, even talking off the field. But that's so, but that's 40 million after taxes. Let's just be real. So if if you're gonna you give me that right now, you'll be good to go. I'm good. Uh. My kids' kids, they better unless it's some dummy along the way that messes it up. No doubt. Now, if he feel, if he feels that way, sign a long-term deal. If that ever crosses your mind, don't go year to year. Sign a long-term deal. It might be less than what you want, but if that's going to cross your mind, sign a long-term deal so you can get peace of mind and go play freely. No doubt. No doubt. Otherwise, you're not going to play like the, the way you should. All right, the Jets, I mentioned them. What a mess. Uh, they haven't won a game. Adam Gase is a terrible head coach. He lets go of good talent. And and I never thought that he really wanted Le'Veon Bell. He didn't sign him. He wasn't the coach when they signed him. And they didn't utilize him the right way. And Remember this? Really Remember this? Yep. Yeah. Once he once I saw this, I'm like, oh, this you guy going to be like this all the time. <laughs> and, and, and they release him. They got to pay him $6 million. Uh I, I just, this guy, they got rid of Jamal Adams. If you, All you got to do is speak out of turn, and the Jets let you go, no matter how talented you are. They don't work with anybody. I, I don't get this. I mean, I don't get what they're doing. Leonard Williams, Jamal Adams, Le'Veon Bell, those are three really good players. They're, they're not good starters. They're above average starters. Um upper echelon starter. So I don't I don't understand what they're doing. Adam Gates pretty much got a head coaching job in Miami, in New York, because of Tate Manning and what happened in Denver. And it's kind of, this will be it for him. It's, you, you brought this up before we went on air. Look at Ryan Tannehill now. Ryan Tannehill- He got rid of Ryan like Tannehill, a, right. Ryan Tannehill looks like a guy. He couldn't do nothing with Gates. Devontae Parker is a guy. He couldn't do anything with Gase. So the common denominator is 
Adam Gase. Right. They're getting rid of all these good players. Gase is gone after this year. Sam Darnold is a stud. Sam Darnold can play. He's right. yeah, Sam and, and Darnold he looks looking terrible. like he's terrible. Right. And, and so this is all Adam Gase, man. And once he's gone, they're going to realize we let a lot of good players go because Gase couldn't get along with him. He wasn't a people person. Like, you have to be hard on your players, but you have to be able to get along with players in this day and age. You just have to. You can't, oh, we have a disagreement. You're forever on my uh, BS list. Like, you didn't want to sign Le'Veon. Okay, you have him. Use him. Make the most out of him because he's he's talented. And, And for you to sit in a press conference like this the whole time, like, come on, Gates. To me, it's Adam Gates. He should be. He should have been the first guy to go. He will be. It, it just sucks because, like I said, you have a franchise quarterback in Sam Darnold, and he's been stuck with probably the worst coach that he could get looking at the draft class that he came out with. I mean, initially it was, it, it was Baker. Baker seems to have found his footing now with Stefanski. Can, can this happen for uh, Sam Darnold once they get rid of old Adam? Can coach a game, Gates? Well, we saw that with Jeff Fisher. You remember Jared Goff looked like he couldn't play. You remember how bad he was? And, and Jared then, Goff and then, was a bust, right? He was right. a bust. He was a bust. He took that team to the Super yeah. Bowl. And, and they had the fifth greatest offense in the history of the NFL. It wasn't just like they lucked into it. But if you remember with Jeff Fisher, they couldn't move the ball. He was terrible, terrible. Rob, I say this all the time being a former player, man. And I played so long in Cincinnati, and then you go to different teams. Coaching matters in the NFL. Coaching matters. And if your coaches aren't up to par, you're going to lose. It's it's almost like, give you a boxing analogy, it's almost like a guy that was an amateur turns pro in his second or third fight He's fighting for a championship. Boy, you are out of your league. And I'm not talking Lomachenko. He, he's an anomaly. He doesn't count. Right. But you're out of your league. And some of these coaches are out of their league going against some of these really good coaches. And they just don't realize it. But as players, you realize it because you're sitting here like, what are we doing? Like, why are we calling this play? They're going to give us this coverage. What are we doing? And defensively look at let's go to college football Bo Pelini why is he still a coach right are you kidding me are you kidding me Bo Pelini you're that bad and Orgeron doesn't want to fire you you're out of your league Bo Pelini you should you should you're just like Adam Gates you don't know what you're doing I can go coach LSU and just play man-to-man all damn day all right TJ let's bring in our producer Martin Weiss he'll tell us what we did last week I know you go ahead cover your face because my chest is stuck out I'm feeling good. I picked the Bears when when nobody thought they could beat the Bucs. And uh, you were all in on Tom Brady and the Bucs. All right, Martin. How'd it go down last Rob, week? you did pick the Bears three and a half. TJ, your guy forgot what down it was on fourth down and uh, cost you a chance at the game because the Bears did win 20 to 19. Martin, please explain. How do you miss a blatant just before halftime, false start, third and 12. Third and seven is a lot different than third and 17. They go down and score. And then they score again to go up 14, 13. If that call is correct, 
the Bucks go in 13-0 at halftime. That ref, he should get in I trouble you, for TJ, that. Because players but, get in uh, trouble. I tell you this. I am a New Orleans Saints fan and have been told for the last three years, shut up. It's not the ref's fault. You should have just won. And so nah, like that, that, that PI call, that, that PI call with all you New Orleans uh, fans, that it the angle makes it look worse than what it was. But oh, when see, you, when no, I no, watch no. that, I have no line, sympathy for you. No sympathy for you. You lost and you I deserve to lose because your quarterback forgot the fifth, your fifth down doesn't exist. On he, had, to, he had a he had a he had a senior moment. No. Tom Brady. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I was surprised. I was actually like, "Why is he not just getting the first down on third down?" I was actually right. shocked myself. I was shocked. Everybody in the arena was shocked. Hey, but it had, Brady until it had, Brady was then the only person shocked. And then so we right. move on. Hey, would to, we all would we all agree if they went 11 and 5, 12 and 4, that's a great season? Yeah, but they're not huh? doing that. Okay, that's still attainable. That's it's, it, as long as it's still there, it's attainable, it's within reach. They're going to okay, have their gonna, fourth loss. They play Green Bay this week. That'll be lost four already. All right, well. I mean, lost three, lost three, right, three. Exactly, exactly. Russell Wilson yesterday. Yes, Russell Wilson this weekend, he snatched victory from the jaws of defeat against the Minnesota Vikings with his MVP moment, but, TJ, it was not enough for you to cover. Rob took the Vikings plus seven. So that gives him a cash-out ticket. TJ, as excited yeah. as that final drive was, it yeah. wasn't going to happen for you. Uh, that was my parlay, wasn't it? No. We'll get to that. Uh, okay. All right. You go guys ahead. were both low on Philly I'm two Rivers. for two. Yeah, you are. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to the rest of it, trust me. Both low on Philly Rivers, and for good reason, the Browns easily cover one and a half with a final score of 32 to 23. The Eagles at the Steelers. Here, Rob, is where you might want to turn that microphone down a little bit because TJ knew better, and he did better. He tipped Chase Claypool you know at the it. start of the year, went off for four touchdowns. Doug Peterson kicked a 57-yard field goal, which pretty much blew any chance of you covering a touchdown. Rob, congratulations to TJ. Final score there, 38-29. to Bengals and the Ravens, TJ Joey covers, finally breaks the streak. And if Cincinnati doesn't start blocking for him, they're going to break him. Rob covers. Oh, oh wait a minute. It's Who so picked bad. the Ravens? Who picked Rob the Ravens? Rob covers the 12 I and a half. Lord have mercy. Can I get to it? Congratulations. You covered the 12 and a half. You don't want to get to these over-unders where you picked the over in the ball t- in, in that same game with a total of 51. Uh, with total was 51, it ended up being a final score of 30. TJ had the under, Rob had the over. Uh, so yes, sir. There you go yes, with that. Sir. Colts Browns with total yeah. was 46. And uh, you know, when when you have uh, Phil Rivers, you can't, he can't account for the safeties and the pick sixes. <laughs> That'll bounce that final score up to 55, which was 0 for 2 on both of you guys on the under there. Vikings Seahawks total was 57 that. and a half. Final score totaled at 53. So, TJ, Russell Wilson did you no favors whatsoever. Um, and I'll tell you this. The saying is good teams win, great teams cover. So, I don't know if like you the Seahawks for your Super Bowl, but just think about it. The Bears and the Bucks total 45 and a half. The final score ended up being a total of 39. You guys were both over, so that was a no-go for you. Parlays, same story. TJ parlayed the Browns and the Bucks for a no-go. Rob parlayed the Ravens and the Eagles for a no-go. However, if you played my same game parlay of Baltimore first half and Baltimore full game spread, you cashed out. So that that would uh that would make the entire records for the week five and five for Rob, five and five for TJ, and one and zero for me. 
Before we get started, I promise FanDuel didn't put me in charge of the sportsbook for a day because these new same game parlays are definitely something I would have come up with. So thank you FanDuel for this gambling gift. There are so many different combinations you can play with these parlays. Player props, point totals, money lines, I'm giddy just thinking about it. And the best part is FanDuel will refund the first same game parlay you lose on any NFL game each week up to $10. That means you can bet a different parlay risk-free every week all season long. That's like free money. Are you kidding me? Now, this is the same game parlay I would play risk-free this weekend. I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win parlayed with a Ronald Jones anytime touchdown. I think the Bucks are due for a bounce back game. Tom Brady, after forgetting what down it was on Thursday Night Football, is going to come out with a vengeance. And it's going to be a whole lot of points scored and a whole lot of passes thrown to the running back. So if you like that, go ahead, bet it. You'll get 10 bucks back if we don't win. And trust me, we can do this all season long. I should mention, we did this last week, 1-0. That same game parlays, whisk-free, all NFL season long, only on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. And don't forget to use promo code LP3 when you sign up. Like TJ Huswanzada says, don't cheat yourself, treat yourself. TJ, I thought I had a better week than that. Five and five. You you had oh, five yeah, that and was five. A, We're going to do better this week. week. Are you ready for I'm this week's I'm going to go picks? back to how I was the prior week. Straight cash, homie. That's what I'm giving out. Straight cash. All right. Let's do it. Let's start with the Falcons at the Vikings. So Vikings let me, let me, get, let me get to my notes real you? quick that I've been typing out during the day. <laughs> Listen, I can't believe this is even a question. The Vikings, only this is what scares me. Dalvin Cook is probably out this game. He, he, he won't play. Um, the Falcons fired their head coach, which is probably a little overdue. I just, I don't know what to make of this game because the Dalvin Cook is not going to play and the Vikings really want to pound the ball. The Falcons are so bad on defense, but they can put points up if Julio is healthy. And so... I'm going to say because I felt the Texans, and we don't mess with the Texans, but I felt the Texans would win last week because it's that shot of energy with a new head coach coming in. Um, I'll take the Falcons, and I I told myself after week one I wasn't picking the Falcons again, but I'm going to do it again. I'm going to take the Falcons in the four and a half just because I believe with Dalvin Cook being hurt, the shot of energy – that uh, the Falcons should have with a new head coach trying to impress them, playing better defense. I'm going to go with the Falcons, but I, I don't know why, but I'm going with the Falcons. TJ, you smell that? That's the Falcons. I'm, I'm not hoping Coach Ryan can get in the 2020 season. I'm done. No, I'm done. And I know what you're saying because we saw the tech and Texans win after they fired Bill O'Brien, but the difference was the Texans were playing at home. The Falcons are going on the road. I've just seen some real clunkers, and you're right. Offensively, you should like them, but the last couple games, they haven't been able to score, and and Julio Jones is a question mark. I can't do it. I'm going to take the Vikings. They win by uh, seven points, or they win by at least a touchdown. They beat the Falcons at home, uh, so I'm, I'm going to take the Vikings. All right. 
The Bears plus one and a half at the Panthers. Um, you know, the Bears are four and one. They're coming off a big win against the Bucs and Tom Brady at home. Now they're on the road. It's crazy because Panthers the Bears last week have a really good game. record. And I don't know if people look at the Bears as a really good team. And, and it's kind of it's kind of crazy. I, I like the way the Panthers uh, have played, even, even though the record isn't great. And I don't know why I'm saying this, and then I'm going to just kind of go against what I'm saying. But I, I actually like the Bears. Um, they, they didn't play great against the Bucs but they found a way to win. They, they, they found a way to win. Um, the Panthers are well coached. I, I, when you watch them, they're well coached. DJ Moore is explosive as a receiver, can, can really get it done. McCaffrey's not there. Teddy Bridgewater, obviously, um, is doing a good job, but they're, they're well, well coached team. But the Bears have a lot to play for. They can't afford to slip up and lose two teams that they're supposed to beat if they want to stay neck and neck with the Green Bay Packers in that division. And so uh, I got to go with the Bears, man. I, I, I got to give up this one and a half. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the Bears in this. This is good. I'm about I'm gonna to take kill the Panthers this from this standpoint. Yes. I know what you're saying. I don't think the Bears – are as good and should be a five and one football team. That's what that's what they would be if they win this game. And that's the issue I have. You know how football plays out. Are they a five and one football team? I don't think they're a five and one football team. And that's why I think they'll lose. This is a game you would look at them coming off the Bucks win. You would say, oh yeah, they're gonna beat the Panthers. Watch and see. I'm gonna take the Panthers uh, and give up the point and a half in that game. All right, here's another one. Lions minus three and a half on the road to the Jaguars. This is Where this is a, the Lions and the Jaguars. This is a tough game to choose from because you just don't know what either team is going to give you. The 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 Lions to me is the safe and smart pick. They've been competitive and jumped out on some teams. They just can't hold it. I envision them doing the same thing against the Jags. I just don't believe the Jags can be that team to mount a comeback like the previous teams that the Detroit Lions have played. So I'll swallow this three and a half, and uh, I'll go with your boy, Stat Patrick. I I don't want to pick the Lions, but in this case, I am going to. You know I covered, TJ, their game for 20 years, home and road. During those 20 years, during the Matt Millen era, the Lions had two 24-game road What are they at now? Two. Do you hear what I said? I, I, I don't know what it is now, but it's bad. But they're not that good when you go on the road. But I, I'm actually going to pick the Lions in this case. I just don't have a feel for the Jaguars. I don't believe in them. I don't know what they're doing down there. I'm going to go with the Lions, and I'll give up the three and a half points. Uh, Packers minus one. This is a uh, road favorite. This is a pick. Em. I guess this is a pick. One Where point. You, um, home game is not going to really matter. Um, don't know how hot it will be in Tampa. If if Tampa Bay has a healthy Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, they're winning this game. Now, Devontae Adams, I believe he will play. I'm uncertain of that. So I say that 
because I don't know how healthy Devontae Adams is. But this is what I do know. It's going to be hard for the Packers to run the ball on the Bucs. The Bucs play defense. That's one thing they do is they play defense, and the Packers' calling card is scoring a lot of points. I believe they're the only team in the league that scored 30 in every game this year. And so the Bucs play defense. Um, bounce back game for the Bucs, especially if they get Chris Godwin and a healthy Mike Evans um, for the full complete game. Yeah, I like the Bucs. Get one point, but it's a pick. I'll take the uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers here. I'm going to take the Packers to go 5-0. and uh, Bucks undisciplined. You know, everybody always wanted to blame everything on Jameis Winston. You saw some of the stuff that they do. That's why they haven't made the playoffs, TJ. You know what else can hurt the Bucs? And nobody's really talking about this. Um, is Vita Vea being lost for the year. Dude was stout in the middle. Defensive tackle, nose guard. He was stout in the middle. And I, and I believe he was one of the bigger reasons why teams weren't able to run the ball. Um, very effectively against the Bucks, So I'm still going to roll with them. I'm eager to see if they can replace his production and his run stuff and ability. Um, this this week will tell me a lot. The Packers run for over 100. Vita Vea was uh, a big part of that defense up the middle. Oh, if they, if, if they run for over – if they run nah, for over Brady 100, too, TJ, he, they're going to win by Brady two Brady has touchdowns. too much pride for this. If they, if they nah. run the ball, two touchdowns. Hey, you know what? I said if they, if they rush for over 100, but they have to rush for over 100. All right, so you got we, – we're, we're different on a, a lot of games here except for that uh, Lions we both picked. Ravens minus seven and a half at the Eagles. I'm going to take this first. I've been thinking that the Eagles were going to jump in, have a game, win. They just scored 29 points they against did Pittsburgh that. and that defense. Give it up. They did. But you know what? They did. I'm just going to bet. I bet the Ravens every week. They always cover. I don't care what the spread is. I still like the Ravens. I know their passing game is like next to last or last passing yards. I'm still taking the Ravens at the Philadelphia Eagles minus seven. Are in essence a one-dimensional team. They're going to try to run the ball and they're going to throw the ball to their tight ends. So the Ravens are going to be almost looking at a mirror image of themselves, the defense of what they see in practice without Lamar Jackson as the quarterback. And so we practice against a team that wants to run the ball and throw the tight end. Now we're going to go against this in a real game, but they don't have the exact weapons we have. And so I'm with you. I like the Ravens to kind of just roll through the Eagles. They're going to light Carson Wentz up. He doesn't really have anybody on the outside that he feels comfortable throwing the ball to. Deshaun Jackson's out. Alshon Jeffrey's out. All the, they, they just don't have the guys on the outside, and the Ravens, the Ravens are talented. They covered every game, with the exception of the game that I thought they would cover against the Chiefs. But, uh, yeah, the Ravens are on a mission, man. I, I like, right. and they're not even playing great, and they're, and they're winning and they're covering. I, I like the Ravens. That's what I'm saying. Right, right. I, I'm just betting them every week. All right, Bengals plus eight at the Colts. Where are you on that? I know you pick the Bengals every week. I don't yeah, know. I, they really had a stinker for you. The Colts last are good week. on defense. Um, Colts are very good on defense. If Philip Rivers didn't give the Browns free points, the Colts probably win that game. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, that's Philip Rivers, stay. old man Rivers. He's always giving it up. I'll eat the eight points. Um, 
just because he's going to be cognizant. He's going to be aware of if I don't give the Bengals the ball, there's really no way that they can beat us. The Bengals have been so bad up the middle protecting Joe. They got they need to figure that out, um, and they haven't. And the Colts are very stout defensively. I don't know if Darius Leonard is going to play. If he does play, I really like it. If he doesn't play, I'm unsure, but still like it. So I'll, I'll eat those eight points and take the Colts. Wow, going against your team, the Bengals. All right, I, I hear you. I'm going to go, I agree, uh, until you get that fixed about protecting your quarterback. I'm, I'm going to go with the Colts as well. Uh, and I think they win by more than 10. Uh, and they beat the Bengals and they cover. So I'm, I'm with you on that one. How about the Browns at the Steelers? Yeah. And the Browns, look at them, 4-1, and one, right? Against the Steelers. So if you recall. Steelers minus three. Where are you on that one? When we started this Lemon Pepper podcast and we picked our division winners, I thought that the Cleveland Browns would finish second in the division behind Baltimore. And wow, the Steelers are actually leading division as we speak today. It's going to be, I wouldn't say a revenge game for, for Miles Garrett, but he's going to want to get out there and prove himself. Um, the Browns are playing well right now. And the Steelers are also playing well, but something about how they let Philly back into this that game Sunday, it just rubs me to, like, how did they get back into that game and I believe it was 31 to 10 at one point. And yeah, yes, yes. And then and it was 31 29, right? So and then it, yeah. that kind of worries me. Um, the Browns are super talented. It looks like Baker is turning the corner. That defense is really good. I don't like the fact that uh, Chubb isn't playing, but Kareem Hunt has been a bell cow back before with the Chiefs. Um, I'm gonna pick the upset. Well, I don't know if it's an upset, but playing in Pittsburgh, luckily there's no fans there because it is hard as hell to play there. Um, I'll take the Browns in this. I'm gonna take the Steelers again. I'm going on the premise that the Browns aren't a five and one team. That that you know, like they've won some games, they played well. Here's one of those where where they'll regress a little bit. The Steelers are at home. I'm just gonna go with the odds of are the Browns a five and one team? I say no. Four and two? Yeah, they're four and two. They're not five and one. I'm going to take the Steelers and I'll give up the three point. All right, TJ, now it's time for some over under action. What about Packers at the Bucks? 54 and a half. Wow. That's a ton of points. And it's a ton of points because of what I said earlier, the Packers, I believe, are the only team in the league to put up a 30 spot in every game. And so, hey, all Brady needs to do is get 25. Um, I see that being the case. I see this being an old fashioned uh, shootout, so to speak. And so I'll take the over on that, even though the Bucks are pretty good defensively. If Devontae Adams is back, I can see both teams uh, in the 30s. I'm going to go under. I think it'll be close to that number, 54 and a half, but I'm going to go under uh, with that Bucks defense, with the Packers being on the road, uh, with a game that's very important to the Bucks, 
You know what I mean? Like it's a home game. It's against a good team. You just lost on the road to the Bears. Do you want to drop? You were three and one. You're going to drop to three and three. All of a sudden, like this is one of those where there's movement. You know what I mean? In your season. So I think it's an important game. I'm going to say that they play close to the best and it's under 54 and a half. All right. Browns at the Steelers. And that number is 51. Where are you on that game? This, this game is tough because I look at the Steelers and it could be because of me playing so many games against the Steelers and that defense that they don't give up points. They're always stout on defense. And then my mind reminds myself that one Philadelphia Eagle team had 10 points and just rallied and put up 29 in the span of one quarter. Um, the Browns are better than the Eagles. Better weapons, better all the way around. I like this to go over. Um, the Steelers can score points. My man Chase Claypool is a number one receiver in the making. Um, I like a shootout. I, I'm, I'm assuming tensions are going to be raised because of the Miles Garrett situation. He's going to want to impress. Um, but the, I like Big Ben, man. If, when Ben's a the quarterback, they're going to put up points. I like this to go over. Yeah, I'm with you on this. I think it'll go over. The Browns have been scoring too and playing well. Uh, I got you with the with the Steelers defense, but we did see uh, Wentz and them put up some points. So I think the Browns will yeah. be able to score. So I'm going to go over on that as well. And then we got uh, the Bears at the Panthers. The number is 45. And remember, the Bears just beat uh, the Bucks uh, 20 to 19. So uh, that was only what 39 points. They're saying 45 points. In Carolina, where are you on that game? I like the game to go under. I believe the score will be 2017, 24 to 20 um, type of game. I hope it's not a 24 to 21 game. Um, but yes, if they were able to kind of hold the Bucks down, and the Bucks didn't have a full offensive uh, roster with Godwin being out, um, they should be able to keep the Panthers in check, so to speak. And the Bears aren't the most explosive offense themselves. And so I like this to go under. I'm with you. I think it'll be under. I I, I was going to, because I have the Panthers uh, winning this game, and I think it'll be under. I don't see a big shootout. So I'm going to go under 45 for these two teams. All right. Now it's time. For our lemon pepper parlay of the week, what do you got? TJ, you go first. Just just because I, I think I got it for sure locked, but I'm going to switch it up. I was going to really, I was going to go Ravens and Browns, but I'm going to go one out of each uh, division. So I'm going to go with the Ravens covering against the Eagles. And I'm going to go with the most competitive game of the week on this list that we have here in our face and take the Bucks to outright win against the Packers. And I'm going Packers. I'll take the Packers and I'll take the Panthers. Packers and Panthers for my parlay. And I want us to have a wing bet. I think we're 1-1. We only did it twice. Uh, yeah, we're even. Yeah, we're, we're even. Now. Let's do a wing bet. Uh, let's do a um, wing stop. 
10 piece for me, all flat Parmesan garlic and the Diet Coke. What kind, what flavor you want? Lemon pepper? Um, no lie. I'm lemon pepper, baby. All right, you got no the lemon pun pepper. Intended. I'm lemon pepper, baby. All yeah, right, so baby. You, you got the lemon pepper. And let's just bet on the game. Packers and Bucks, because that's the one we're different. You got the Bucks winning that game. Let's go. I got the Packers. One point, yeah. So that'll be our yeah. parlay. I'll be our wing bet. We got our parlays. We got everything in. So we're ready Lemon for pepper week wings six. with an extra roll. Extra roll. That's what my wife get when she get Wingstop, baby, with an extra roll. <laughs> no, that's good. Wingstop is good, man. We know it. All yeah. right. So there we go. Tell everybody if they want to make some money, what, what they need to do. Man, listen. If you knew better, you would do better. And I actually got another one for him, too. All right. Don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself. So if you knew better, you do better. Don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself. There you go, baby. All right. There he is. <laughs> TJ Hushmanzada, Rob Parker, the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. Man, we hope you're enjoying us. Join <laughs> us next week, of course, as usual. And hopefully we can pick some winners for you. All right, TJ, have a good week, man. Can't wait. Yes, sir.